Hello and welcome to The Trials, the system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael and this is Metahumans Rising, episode number two, Burning the Midnight Oil, part two. In the first episode, we met our characters, Bulwark, the living volcano, played by myself, Crossfire, a Hawkeye slash uh, Green Arrow equivalent, uh, a normal human specialized in using the bow, and Lady Knight, uh, played by Matthew, who is sort of like a cross between Batman and Green Lantern. And uh, our characters became aware of a new uh, drug hitting the streaks called snake oil that apparently is very popular with uh, some jocks and it is causing some strange effects. We've uh, infiltrated a local gym where Caleb's crossfire has made a connection who we think is going to be able to hook us up with the location of the next cell of this new drug and we are hoping to infiltrate that uh, sale. So we will pick up here right at the end of the scene where Caleb was in the gym getting that information. And here is the trial of Metahumans Rising, Episode 2, Burning the Midnight Oil, Part 2. 27 with 1-6 showing. I was like, look, I don't know, like, uh, like, how serious are you, bro? I'm so serious, I will do anything to get cut like you. He says, all right, you need to hear this from me, but there's a, there's a new juice going around that is just better, right? And uh, there's a deal going down tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of friends with the guys. I can get you in there. Here, write this down. And he gives you, like, an address. Dude, this is so tight. He says, but you got to be serious, when you show up, like, don't, you know, you got to let them know that you are there to pump. I will, I will bring cash money and this will happen. Straight truth for real. So let me jump back to lady night since I haven't talked to you in a little while. So what has she been doing while, while, uh, Bulwark's been analyzing data and, uh, Crossfire has been hitting the gym. I feel like once she realized the street was kind of not her place to be, mm-hmm. she might have gone back to HQ. Okay. And I was thinking while you were talking with Bulwark, if I was there and he was plugging his mind for history facts, I have metahuman history. So I might know, like if he was like, uh, uh, 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, sugar, I remember that guy. Okay. So go ahead and give me that role. That's, um, uh... That's going to be your, your metahuman history, which is five, and your wisdom of six, so 11 and three dice. Ooh, I got a six. 12 total plus 11 is 23. And a six, right? And a six. All right. So the, the hero or the villain that he was trying to remember was this guy named Harbinger. His list of crimes is staggering. Like, he essentially stole this... Um, modified mutagen and built himself an army of like beastmen and then his research has been exploited by other factions ever since but when he left earth there were a lot of 
people that were loyal to him that were left behind and displaced. Some of them went into retirement, some became mercenaries, others villains. Um, it's hard to tell because there were a good number, possibly you know several hundred different mutants that he had personally created and just abandoned here on Earth. So from that, I'm guessing that one of these mutants might be smart enough to be somewhat of a protege. You know that he tended to target like uh, ex-military, like wouldn't you want to be the soldier you always thought you were? Oh, crossfire type of guys. Yeah, if crossfire can be corrupted. Can he? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He's about to go buy steroids. I think it's already happened. <laughs> well, before that steroid buy happens, I, I want to get everybody... Uh, well, I'll, I'll ask Crossfire what he plans to do before that happens. So that's tomorrow night. Okay, so I will give everybody in the the shower a super high five. But in a totally manly kind of way, because we're in a shower and you got to be careful, then I will take the address and head back to base. Okay. And I will check in with the gang and explain that, hey guys, so went out to the gym and I got this address and I'll pop that on the computer table. There is going to be a cell going down at this location tomorrow night at whatever time the muscle guy gave me uh, of people buying snake juice. Could I use my street smarts? Criminal in the world, etc., to see if I recognize that address. I'm not going to make you roll for that. Okay. Like you can look at that address, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's like, you know, that's in in DC, uh, in kind of one of the the poorer neighborhoods." Georgetown, I knew it. So it's um, it's definitely not the best of areas. But that specific address, like you just like look it up on the computer and it maps to a strip mall that's been closed down. Okay, so here is my idea, gentlemen and lady. You're damn right. Most likely, whoever is going to be there selling the stuff is not the dealer, probably a middleman. So I say we stake out the place. I'll go in as uh as the buyer so i'll need some petty cash and uh we either convince this guy that we want a bigger buy than he has so we have to go to his supplier or we just follow him back to wherever he operates out of i mean following is kind of my specialty so i can do that up and down that's what i'm saying i'll go in Tall, dark, and gruesome over here can be our backup uh, in case something goes south. And uh, you, uh, you'll you follow the guy out when we need to. I will dress up like a janitor. Um, all sure. right, hon, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever, whatever you say. I just I, I want to make that a thing that I always want to try to like infiltrate places dressed up as somebody, and it just never works. That's like my go-to thing every time. It's like, all right, I'm dressing up as janitor. Uh, my shirt's turned off. I have a closet full of like of costumes <laughs> that I've, I've always wanted to wear. I didn't Just let you out of the hideout that time you wanted to be the candy striper, though. I told you that wouldn't work. 
hey, all the kids like rock candy, right? That was his go-to line. That was disgusting. I ate all the Thin Mints. You left me in the car too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so would I assume that we have some sort of vehicle uh, <laughs> that that I can, you know, hide in the back, like a van of some sort, you know, with like a wizard on the side? Garbage truck. Garbage truck. There the we garbage go. Truck. Uh, we drive yeah, in a garbage truck. truck. <laughs> and there's a mobile base of operations inside yep. with two-way glass. We call it the, I think the I've tumbler. Seen something like that before. It's the t- <laughs> you no, it's a cement truck. The cement truck. Ah, perfect. <laughs> the cement, there you go. Nailed it's it. A cement truck. And uh, the the uh, the big bin on the back is painted red. And uh, and our, our cover is working for a a a gem agency. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you lost me at the end there, but so I'm with you. Cement truck, beer bottles, and make beach glass. <laughs> okay, so we have a cement trunk. That's a bubble base. That's right. It's time to rock and roll. There's a guitar riff, and then end of scene. All right. I wish that I could cut that scene from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have to understand that that's actually a panning shot around Bulwark as he says that. And he, and he puts on a pair of sunglasses to... that immediately melt into his eyes. <laughs> yeah, and then the who kicks off in the background. Oh, God. This is never going to stop. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Never, never before in any playtest have players wasted so much time on the initial setup. <laughs> All right, so the following night. Is Crossfire trying to sneak in to the actual buy, or are you guys going to stay outside? Uh, I'm going to go into the actual buy like I'm an actual client. Okay. So, um, could my shadowy ability allow me to easily hide inside the room, or at least in eyeshot, so I can get a bead on who I'm supposed to be following? Let me describe the location a little bit more. Okay. okay. This was a strip mall. That was basically anchored by a big box store. And that's kind of uh, like that closed down years ago and has been replaced with a flea market. But the flea market only operates on the weekends. And other than that, this place stays deserted. So the address actually goes to this flea market and it includes a kind of stall number. So if you could get past the initial bro entourage of people hanging out the front door, there are a lot of places that you could hide inside. I would like to do that. Are these the bros that I know when I go in? Uh, bro, there's so many bros here that, like, you don't know all the bros. But I know some of the bros. Okay. And I Question before Crossfire approaches. Can I hide in his shadow... And when he gets to more shadows, duck out of his shadow and then follow through the other shadows as he goes to the stall so I can get a beat on the guy I need to follow? If you spend a willpower point, I will let you do that. I'm going to spend a willpower point and do that. So that means I'm 6 out of 11? Is that how I understand willpower works? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Do I have to roll anything or is that just locked on? No need to roll for that. We're just modeling. Oh, actually, um, Lady Knight is tricky which means you can pull off a power trick once per session for free. Is this a power trick? Yes. This might be a little early, though. We might need that free trick later. 
All right, the boss says I use the free trick later, so I'll burn the willpower point now. Okay. He pays the bills. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to give it to me, but he signs the checks. Okay. <laughs> With my melted pen. Wait, we're getting checks now? <laughs> oh, you haven't gotten a check yet? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> did, did I say that? I, I didn't say that. There's a splash panel, and I'm sitting in the the cement truck with thin mitts just melted all over my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm looking sad. And, and, and there's just a little thought bubble. <laughs> this didn't work out like I expected. <laughs> and when, when we get out of the cement truck, we're kicking, like, thin mint boxes out of our way. We're like... <laughs> This is the best two hundred dollars in Girl Scout cookies we've ever spent. <laughs> oh. So when cross when Crossfire is going into the the flea market, former big box store, and he he sees the the weightlifters and the guys he knows, um, he's going to make a big deal about greeting those guys, giving them high fives, hanging out, that kind of thing. All right. So I want to point out that there's probably like forty or fifty guys here. And your bodybuilders are probably on the medium end of the scale as far as the bulk of some of these guys. And a lot of these people are pulling up in either nicer cars or cars people commonly perceive as nice. Like uh, there's a lot of bad music blaring and people wanting to look cool, right? So yeah. I walked onto the set of Pain and Gain, starring Marky Mark and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, somewhere between Pain and Gain and Jersey Shore. Oh, there's so much fake tan and hair gel. Oh, I, I'm... <coughs> no, it's cool, bro. <coughs> Rock on. But when I... I just want to make sure that we are clear here. The guys you talked to were huge. The, there are some people in here that are just unnaturally big. So Crossfire's walking in. He's obviously the the small fry in the group here. So he's going to try to play it cool. Uh, he's going to see one of his buddies go and greet him and then use that as a launching point to try to interact with some of these other bodybuilders. Essentially, my mindset here is to not blend in with the crowd, but go along with them and create any sort of cover or distraction that's necessary for Lady Knight to slip in because we've already established that as the plan. Um, um, so Lady Knight is inside your shadow and then she kind of slips from your shadow into a shadow in the building. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, so I, I, I will play off with the bros and when I, I see the guys that are like, you know, just massive, uh-huh. um, I'll lose my cool a little bit and be like, oh my God, I totally want to get like that. That's what I want to be, bro. That's what I need. That's snake oil right there. That's that's juicing. What? What? Snake oil? Yeah, I'll, bro. I'll play off like I've never heard of it before. What, is that is that new? Did that just come out? Yeah, bro. That's that's the stuff. That's what I need, man. Hook me up. Where can I get some? Because I just wait. The man's coming. The man's coming. All right. Are the are the wait? This is a flea market, so, right? Yeah. So that means there is totally that shitty food stand with really gross hot pretzels and nachos. Well, keep in mind it's closed right now. Oh, damn it! Right, I want a fucking hot pretzel. Um, like this is like the middle of the week, and the, the this is like only open on like Saturday and Sunday. 
and Tuesday right. for no apparent reason. <laughs> and it's not even like that flea market. It's like the the stalls are actually like two by fours that have been like you know hastily put together, like um, saw horses and stuff like that. I'm gonna ask if anybody has a snack, and I totally expect someone to hand me a power bar. Oh no, there's too much sugar in a power bar. <laughs> <laughs> like you get like protein shakes, and like one dude just hands you like whey. <laughs> it's a pixie stick full of protein powder, and you just snort it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, I feel so jacked up right now. Ah, let's let's do some push-ups right now, bro. I'm gonna start doing push-ups. <laughs> Let's go. So as you drop down and start doing push-ups, there's like this like uh, flickering of blue light, and uh, this guy kind of comes in to address the crowd, and he is wearing uh, like some baggy pants, and he's got a hoodie on and a trench coat on top of that. And he's got like a baseball cap underneath his hoodie. Right. Oh, so he looks totally normal. Just the average Joe walking down the street. Absolutely not suspicious in any way. I was going to say that's what I wore to work today. (laughs) And, uh, but like, there's like these flashes of blue light that keep popping around from like his wrists and around his neck and like from underneath the visor. And, uh, he walks in and he's like, Good evening, my chemical brothers and he holds up his hands and he's got these like uh, long pins and like they don't look like syringes uh but are you familiar with like a um, like a diabetic insulin pin where you just kind of press the cap and yeah. it spins down yeah and it looks like that and he's got them kind of in between his fingers like wolverine style yeah he's holding them up like trying to show off how much of these he has. How does the crowd react? Oh, uh, they like swarm him, and he kind of climbs up on top of one of the stalls, and he's like, uh, "Who here's been burning my oil?" And they're like, "Yeah!" And uh, he starts working the crowd, making deals. Okay, so. At this point, I'm going to let the crowd surge in front of me a little bit Uh and hang back and just watch this guy working. Can I make an intuition check to see if, or maybe be perception, to see if there's someone else he's working with? Like there's someone else in the room, if he's got bodyguards, or if he literally is just there by himself. Yeah, go ahead and roll roll your perception. Okay, so that'll be five for perception. That adds to sense, which is an eight. 13 plus 3d6. You got it. Figuring this thing out. All right, so 13 plus 13 is 26 with one six showing. Uh, As far as you can tell, there's some people in the crowd that are super low, like in like full on bromance mode with this guy but it doesn't look like he brought anybody to protect him. Okay. So Lady Knight, you're in the shadows. What are you doing here when you see this go down? Um, I'm pretty sure that I have figured out who my target is 
based on the blue vials I'm seeing and the reaction that the the mob is giving him. I assume that he doesn't have a particular shadow I can jump into at the moment. So I'm going to stay as close to the area as I can. And then as soon as I have a chance to either start following him or, or get into his shadow, I'm going to do so. Okay. Do we have any kind of superhero Bluetooths? That was my next question. Do we have tracking? Because if we do, I'm black. All, all superheroes can talk to each other at all times, no matter what. You just have to put your, your finger on your ear. That's, that's yeah. Right. And it always works unless it doesn't. Unless the plot decides that you can't. Right. Unless the plot says you take the earpiece out and look at it in disgust, it always works. Uh, so just a note about the, the system and things like that. A lot of that gets hand-waved. Uh, as just that's what superheroes have. There is a boon called Tools, which handles very specific things, but it just kind of assumes that the team has a way to communicate with each other, right? And it assumes that you have like a vehicle or a base. Okay. So um, as I am fading back into the crowd a little bit, I'm going to uh, radio out to Bulwark mm-hmm. and ask if he saw anyone approach, uh, if there were any other cars that don't seem to be blending in to the sports car bad music vibe. Basically see if he saw this dude approach in any way. So when it cuts over to me, I'm watching the movie Pompeii, the ending scene, <laughs> like it's pornography, and I'm startled and embarrassed when you cut to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to give you a willpower for awesome. Yes. Okay. So now I will scan the parking lot to see if I see anything out of the ordinary other than a bunch of T-top Transams, IROCs, and uh, whatever else Guido's <laughs> drive. So so we're, we're just going to establish that, no, you didn't see anybody show up because you were watching Pompeii. <laughs> uh, but there are no cars in the parking lot that seem out of place other than the dumper truck. <laughs> yeah, other than, than, than our, our uh, vehicle. Yeah. Uh, no, Crossfire. I, I see nothing unusual. Okay, cool. So keep an eye on the parking lot. See if you can notice this guy leaving. Maybe take the truck around back. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go up and try to buy one of the vials. Okay. I am going to need you to make a expression roll just to see if you can kind of pull off this buy without giving away the fact that you're actually not a juiced out muscle head. Okay. So you said this is just straight expression? Yeah, this is going to be expression and two dice. So the, so expression is an eight. Uh, total of 13. You rolled a five. Yes, I, yeah, five. I have a three and a two on my dice. Okay. All right. So you kind of approach and like, you're not an idiot. So you're definitely using the same kind of language that these guys are using. But the guy looks at you and he's like, I don't know you. You are not one of my typical brothers. Man, I just, I just got ushered into the fold. I am a new convert. My, my goal is to join your fraternity of the m- muscled expenditure of goodness. I don't know. How can you prove you're loyal to me? I'll, uh, it's like this 
crackle of blue light from underneath his uh his cap. Snort another pixie stick full of uh whey. Um I'll point at uh I'll I'll point towards one of the guys from the gym that I was working out with. Uh-huh. I'm like like ask him, ask Terry. We worked out all afternoon. I was bench pressing with the best of them. She's like, you come here. Uh, make a uh, make a perception roll real quick. Okay. 25, no sixes. All right. So now that you're kind of up close and looking at this guy, when he points, you see this kind of, like he, it looks like he's trying to hide these blisters on his arm, but inside the blisters, uh, it looks like it's like lightning trapped inside of it. And you just see it for a second when he points and then moves his arm down. And so Terry comes over and he's like, yeah, I saw this guy working out. And he's talking about he wants to get big. And uh, the guy's like nodding his head. Yeah. And did you juice him at the time? He's like, no, I didn't want to give up any of my juice. Like, That's my oil. Uh-huh. And you just met him once, right? And Terry's like, yeah. And he kind of takes a step back. And he says, well, I don't think you're my brother anymore, Terry. I think you're a fool. And I think we've got a cop. Are you a cop, little man? I ain't no cop. Cops are suckers. Kill him. Ah, shit. (laughs) All right. As soon as he says that, uh-huh. Okay, I have this idea in my head of what I'm doing. You tell me if this works. Okay. My idea is to Okay, so the the willow is my bow. It's a collapsible thingy. Yeah. So, my idea is that I'm going to try to tackle him, flip out the bow, and do a grapple line up to the ceiling and swing away over the crowd. Okay. If that is possible. That's my attempt at this moment. All right. Let me make sure I, I understand everything that you want to do in this action. Say what you will about the guy. He knows how to make an exit. So you're going to lunge and tackle this guy, pull out your bow, and then fire a line off and swing out. Right? Yes. Okay. I also want to say the panic word that I have agreed upon with my team which is to indicate that shit just went down. And it's I'm bananas. My, it's, it's always bananas. bananas. It's always bananas. Bananas. Call back. Uh, question. How bananas, many, bananas, bananas. How many guys are there again? Like well, 50? there's probably close to 70 or 80, but you don't know how many of them are loyal enough to actively try and kill... Uh, Terry and uh, Crossfire there. Oh, Terry. He just loves his yogurt. You say so 70 or 80? Yeah, you're, you're in a big box. Like, they're not like, like, you're not like where you're at or where Crossfire is. There are like people shoulder to shoulder. No, I was just making sure I heard you right because, wow. Okay, cool. Oh, Jesus. Can so, I shadow somebody else with me or no? What do you mean? If I like put Crossfire in a big old bear hug. Can we uh, disappear into the darkness together, or is that just a me-exclusive thing? So you could do that, but it would be very difficult for you. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I need to explain a little bit about Crossfire first. Okay. Okay. So effectively, what you've described is three actions. 
Okay. Which is to grapple this dealer, assemble your bow, and then under your boons, you'll notice that you have a tool uh, called escape claws and elevator, which basically lets you fire a line from your bow and swing out. So that's actually something that you can do once per session. It's like I read my character sheet and decided to use it in a scene. (laughs) I will commend you for that. (laughs) It's actually called Escape Clause. I I don't want to mention that, but yeah, it's the Escape Clause tool. (laughs) At some point, I want to uh, look at my willow and hold it up to a magnifying glass and see if there's very fine print about anyone putting on the Crossfire outfit becomes Crossfire. Uh, <laughs> well, you you made Willow yourself. I know. So it so it's there. You you put it there. So let, he, let oh, I definitely put it there. <laughs> let's hope it's called Willow and not another W word that may or may not come to fruition. Okay. So in a turn, you get two actions, which you can use for offense or to take an active defense. So normally your defense is a static value. If you spend a, uh, an action to make it an active defense, you get to roll those dice that are associated. Okay. Okay. Um, so essentially what you're going to do is you're going to burn both of those actions, and then you can either wait till the next turn to use your escape clause, or you can spend three willpower to take a surprising action and just take one more action immediately. But I think initiative would be in order before we do that. And I'll let you think about which way you want to go. So if everyone looks at their character sheet, and Bulwark, I'm going to have you roll this also. Sure. Just in case you need to to uh, get in there fast. Uh, there's a little box in the center of the character sheet that says initiative, and it lists your different defenses. It's going to have a value listed and then a number of dice that you roll. So you just roll those dice and add it to the value. Does it matter if we get sixes on this roll? So at the moment, no. That, that is something that uh, so that is one of the things that we are looking at is how to uh, give sixes value on initiative. Bulwark got a twenty nine. Crossfire has a forty one. And Lady Knight. Lady Knight sitting at thirty eight, which is definitely not her age. She Isn't turned thirty eight for the fourth time. <laughs> She's just been twenty nine for like nine years. That's all we're saying. That's right. Yeah. So have I. It's cool. <laughs> not gonna judge her. And I think it's probably safe to say that you're going to be acting first here, Crossfire. Well, let me just make one more quick roll, and then we'll see how this goes down. So, Crossfire, you definitely are able to seize the initiative. Uh, when he says kill him, you, like, spring into action. So so tell me how this is going down. Okay, so mechanically, I'm absolutely going to burn the willpower to do all three actions. Okay. So that cinematically, it, it is happening all at once here. I'm imagining him as he... He was standing on a platform or something, so he's a little bit above me. Yeah, he, he like I said, he climbed up onto one of the uh, the different uh, stalls to kind of stand above everybody. He's kind of leaning over, working these deals. Gotcha. So when he, he was obviously bending down a little bit to leer at me and insult me. Yeah. So he stands back up, kind of snaps his fingers, kill him. So at that point, I'm going to leap up. I'm going to kind of grab him by the knees and do this cool, like, Black Widow Muay Thai spin move where I kind of wrap 
around him and end up mm -hmm. rolling. So I'm now up on the platform with him, but I have him pinned. As I'm doing that, with my right hand, I'll reach back to like a hidden holster on my shoulder, pull out Willow, snap it out. <laughs> the whole bow forms in one action. And as I stand up from this awesome roll, I grab the string, pull it back, fire an arrow off into the distance, zipline style, holding this guy, and I'm gone. All right. Now let's see if you can do all those things you just said you did. <laughs> <laughs> Clarification, you're taking this guy with you? He's yes, trying I'm trying to. Okay, cool. Then all I right. have two courses of action. So The third course of action when I fail every roll and die. <laughs> Oddly enough, there's only one roll involved, and that's to see if you're actually able to grapple it. Oh, cool. I'm going to point out that you also have this boon called Amazing. Okay. I did see that. Which lets you, once per session, use the amazing willpower feature for free. And what that does is it gives you a bonus die, plus every six you roll adds five to the final value, adds a bonus five points to the final value. Now, I'm not saying you have to use that, but this would be kind of amazing. So if you're making a unarmed attack roll where you can't use Willow as a weapon, which is the situation you're in, your roll is going to be an 18, which is your ranger training of 9 plus your, or I'm sorry, 19, plus your dex of 10, and three dice. Now, the way a grapple works is you have to beat their defense plus 10. Okay, so normally it would be 19 plus three dice. Yes. If I use the amazing boon, I'll add one die. Mm-hmm. And then sixes add five on top of that. Yes. And there's a, so, there's a bonus to damage also and armor, but this attack doesn't do any damage. So that doesn't right. apply. Cool. So it's kind of like they explode, but they have a set value they explode to. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to do that. Okay. Come on, sixes. Nice. All right. Hold on. Got to do math. What was I adding this to? A 19. To a 19. Okay. So I have a total of 35 with two sixes showing, so that becomes 45. Okay. <laughs> wow. That was a good roll. All right. So you do, uh, as you have, in fact, described it. Like, you take this guy by surprise. He has no time to react. Like, you're even able to hold him because you have to draw the bow back. You're able to keep him under control while drawing the bow across his chest. Right? Now... To take that surprise action, to get three actions in this one turn, that is going to cost you three willpower. Yep, I have that marked down. Okay. So, Lady Knight, you see this amazing footwork and grappling show, and then Crossfire shoots out up and above the souls, kind of swinging uh, into, uh, into, you don't know, you can't like follow him, he moves that fast. Excellent. How much area do my shadow cages cover? If you were to create a field of darkness, just to kind of go over this with you real quick. So your power is medium and radius. We don't do uh, like range, like like a tactical movement. Short range is kind of like half a block. So you would be able to cover this building in shadows if you wanted to. 
Okay. I do like that idea. Okay. Now, to turn, to use your shadow cages, that does require willpower. But it would affect everybody in the area. Mm-hmm. It would have it would do two damage, which isn't a ton, but it bypasses people's defenses because they're shadows, mm-hmm. um, and it puts them in a three stamina shadow trap. Yes, I would so like to do that. You have a small entourage of bros in paranoid shock. Uh, they're like, "What's going on, bro? What is this, bro?" As the shadows just kind of flood out and reach up locking them down and they just seem scared and like what's going on bro unfortunately like some of them are trying to get to terry because like they're just like ready to rip him apart you know because mm-hmm. it's obviously all his fault but the 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 shadows are keeping them from, from reaching him okay now you have one other action can i you don't have to use it right now by the way right i feel like i should head in the direction that I saw Crossfire go. Okay. Still stealthy if possible. Do, do I have to reveal myself to Shadow Cage? It does reveal your position, okay. so you could spend an action to hide again, which you wouldn't have to really roll for that because you're Lady Knight and that's kind of what you do. And right. these guys are a bunch of muscle-headed, you know, steroided-up jocks. So if you want to hide from them, you're going to hide from them. I'm hiding from them. Okay. All right. So, Bulwark, uh, you're not sure what's going on inside, but you see Crossfire kind of come exploding out of a skylight and then fires off another arrow, catches somebody in his arms, and landing across the street. Okay. So, I heard bananas, which is the code word for crazy, crazy. I see that Crossfire has got out. Is, do I know yet right now if Lady uh, Lady Knight is okay or would I think that she might be in danger inside? Well, can we can uh, can we have communicated a little bit as this was happening? I know it was kind of split second, but... So, yeah, like, like we established as heroes, you guys have communicators of some type, but there hasn't been communication at this point. So you're not sure what's going on with Lady Knight. You know that Bananas was called. Okay. So then we're going to cut to me. I'm in the cab of the uh, cement truck. I have those big silver uh, mitts on, like you would see like if you're handling thermite, so that I don't melt the steering wheel. And I've got a welder's helmet on, but the, but the flap is up, so when I do my line, I can drop it and go, It's time for this rock to roll. Flop the hat, hit the gas, and I'm going to run the cement truck through the front door windows of the mall. I'm going to imagine that Crossfire hears Bulwark utter this catchphrase. Like, shit, shit. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's that's everyone else's catchphrase. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no. Okay. Bulwark, you slam into this building with as much speed as you can muster. You probably, like, plow over, like, some some I-Rock-Z and... Uh, oh, yeah, he pancaked a few sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some guy's Mustang and, you know, boom! There's actually, there's a Prius, and for some reason I'll stop, and I look over at it, and then I back, intentionally back over it. 
and then I keep going. <laughs> so you slam into this building, and uh, inside, like uh, you send dust flying, and debris goes everywhere. But you can see where there are these like cages of shadows holding these bros back, and there are people that are just freaking out. Hmm. I didn't really have a follow up for <laughs> for that. Right. Okay. So, so so here here's what I'm picturing on this scene. So basically, Crossfire catapults out of a, a skylight or an upper window. Uh huh grabs this guy he's holding by the trench coat and arrows back down into the parking lot safely. As he's doing that, the cement truck is slamming into the building. So, so Bulwark slams forward into the building, stops, and he's like, uh, I'm here, guys. And at that point, as Crossfire, I am running up to the car, hauling this guy behind me, trying to get into the truck with a prisoner explaining over our intercom channel, I got the dealer. I got the dealer. We got to go. Okay. So I am going to let the dealer act though. Okay. Um, so your escape clause has basically gotten you away from all the, the gang violence that's going on inside. Right. And, um, however, this guy is unharmed and he is going to do very bad things to you because you kind of took him with you. So as you are swinging back down to the ground, you, you realize that there's this like, fog that just seems to be erupting from underneath him, making it hard to really see what's going on. Like, you couldn't really see what was underneath all of his layers of clothes to begin with, but now it is just steam and fog billowing out. And I'll clarify that it doesn't feel like he's evaporating or anything like that. You still feel him, but the next thing you see is just this blinding flash of blue light and pain coursing through your body as he holds up his hands and like releases these bolts of lightning across you. Uh, That feels about right. So the way a grapple normally works is he's going to suffer a penalty equal to your strength on any of his rolls, except to attack you. And then both of you have the same penalty to your defense. So what is your strength? Uh, six. Okay, so your strength is six, and your defense is normally a 24, mm-hmm. because you're grappling right now, it's only an 18. Now, I didn't roll any sixes. He hits you with this blast of lightning for six damage. Okay. okay. Now, you have three armor, so you take three damage, and you guys kind of crash to the ground together. Gotcha. Now, he's going to try and get free, so he has to beat your roll of 45, uh, since you had an amazing grapple on him. Oh, so we don't have to re-roll grapple. That carries over. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And he's going to roll his escape artist to try and do that, which, uh, well, without spending willpower, he can't succeed, but he doesn't know that yet. So he tries to get free, and that just fails. You've got him locked down. Back inside, the bro brigade... A good two-thirds of them have kind of given up, probably just accepted their lot in life. There's some others that are still kind of fighting, and they don't know. Like, they're they're trying to, like, claw the shadows, but it's freaking shadows, right? 
and they're not thinking their way out of this problem. That's surprising, actually, that they wouldn't think their way out of that problem. I'm glad I could surprise you. <laughs> I was being facetious. I don't know big one. <laughs> All right, bro. Bro. So, Crossfire, you're kind of on the ground holding on to this guy. What are you doing? Okay, so I am no longer using the escape line, so I can use Willow as a weapon again at this point, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, like, you'd have to spend an action to, to turn it into a melee weapon because you can't like, shoot it with an arrow while grappling him. Can I do that then with one action, do that, and then with the second action, attack him? Or would that lose the grapple? I, I really think you're going to have to attack him without using Willow, which is just your, your 19 to attack. Okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Then, uh, at this, so I will, I will drop my bow. And I will try to get him into uh, like an MMA style figure four grapple. Okay. To put a chokehold on him and try to knock him out. Okay. So he's suffering that same penalty of that minus six to his defense. Okay. And you roll 19 and three dice. Gotcha. Uh, so the way you figure out your base damage is it's just two wounds for each characteristic you're using. So for you, it would be four wounds. And then for each six that you roll, that would add two on top of that. Gotcha. Okay, I did not roll any sixes. Okay. Uh, I have a 31. So you don't have any kind of problems. Like, you're already grappling him, and you're just kind of, like, adjusting it to squeeze him into submission. Right. So you don't really have any problems doing that at all. He, like, you know that he's got obviously something going on for him beyond just being a, a drug dealer. Well, you know what? If I fought aliens as a regular human with just a bow and arrow, I think I'm going to say to myself, drug dealer, lightning powers, I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. It doesn't make any sense. I'll just choke him out. <laughs> You're not even a guy with a bow and arrow. You're just a guy. <laughs> All right. So uh, you do have one other action if you want to use it. Can it be another attack? It can. Then I will just repeat. Go ahead. Ooh. 29 with one six showing. All right. So you kind of get him into this lock and he's struggling. Like he just can't break free, but you can tell he's got a lot of fight. Now, and this is going to take a while. Just go to sleep, buddy. Just go to sleep. <laughs> It'll all be okay. Right. Just take a nappy let me, time. Let me jump back inside. Lady Knight, you have locked down these jocks. What are you doing? Uh, I feel like they are trapped pretty good. Um, I really don't see a point in sticking around. So I feel like I'm going to find Crossfire and try to avoid being run over by Bulwark and our mobile HQ unit. I, I kind of assume that once you like busted through the door and it's always going, like you came to a halt. Because you know, for whatever reason, whenever a, a car breaks through a, a wall, it always stops like through the gate again. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's physics, man. Yeah. So at some point during my grappling fighting, can can I have said into the intercom, uh, guys, uh, superpowers, um, can you get my ass kicked? <laughs> Hello? Help? Bananas? <laughs> I've got the banana split out here. Uh, I, I, I will give you that you're still screaming bananas. <laughs> the whole time I've just been screaming bananas. Yeah, the dealer just thinks it's a kind of uh, taekwondo he's unaware of, the banana food. <laughs> bananas, 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 bananas. 
I'm also singing that Gwen Stefani song. Let's go bananas like that. A bunch of day laborers walk over from the Home Depot thinking you're selling them at like an open air mart. <laughs> to all of our listeners who wish to complain, that's Michael at the <laughs> RPG Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize, but we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash vrpgacademy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at vrpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.